Well, everybody, Josh Neighbors here. This is the Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is the 31st of May, 2022. We are back from Labor Day weekend, so we have a series with the Rockies look back. I know the National Series with the Mets has begun. We'll take a look back first at the Rockies and then talk about the Mets series that's happening right now. All that and more coming up on today's show. Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. It is the 31st of May, 2022. Did not have a show yesterday. That was because uh, it was Labor Day. So I hope you guys were all out there enjoying Labor Day in whatever way you can. To those of you all out there who have served this country or somebody in your family has served the country, thank you. And you, for you and your family, for you all making that sacrifice, uh, you know, whether it be uh, the ultimate sacrifice or just, you know, you knowing somebody or being somebody that served this country, we all thank you very much. And us being a Washington, D.C. based uh, team obviously is this stuff, you know, service just speaks a little bit more to people, you know, in the DC Metro Virginia area, uh, DC Maryland Virginia area. So just wanted to say that to start off. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show reach podcast and on YouTube as well. All right. So um, because the weekend kind of like it was in a weird spot series wise. You guys know we usually recap the series, look forward to the next series, and and, and that's usually the way we do things here. Um, couldn't really do that on this end because of the way the schedule broke. So uh, I will go through where the Nationals are. Then we'll take a look at the last three games in the Nationals and Rocky series because we didn't t- talk about those. And then talk about last night's game for the Nats. Um, all right. So right now the Nationals are 18-32. They are uh, 15 games back of the New York Mets. Uh, they are uh, five and a half back of the Braves. They are three and a half back now of the Phillies. They are three back of the Marlins. They're nine and 18 at home, nine and 14 on the road. They have a mi- minus 61 run differential. That really got cranked up last night because of their big loss. They've lost one. They're five and five, so 500 in their last 10 games. So, once again, the last three games of the Rocky series are the ones that we did not touch on. So we'll go back to those uh, for the Nationals. But look, hey, the Nationals had a nice stretch where they won four or five. And right now they have won four of their last six. So let us visit that uh, that second game. It was kind of weird. The way this series ends up getting scheduled due to weather, it's kind of almost like the Nationals – played a fourth game in the Dodgers series in a way, um, as opposed to like playing the four full with the Rockies. And here's what I mean by that. The game against the Rockies, the first one took place on Thursday. The Nationals didn't play again until Saturday. So it's almost like that game kind of stood closer to the Dodgers series than it did, you know, the rest of each other. So it was almost kind of a break because they hit that doubleheader on Saturday. And the first game of the doubleheader for the Nationals was a 13 to 7 win where the offense was just fantastic. Everybody was really firing on all cylinders, especially the guys 
towards the back end. Hitters five through nine. It was uh, Josh Bell, two for four. Michael Franco, two for five. Riley Adams was one for three with three runs scored, a couple walks as well. Victor Robles was three for four, a career day for him with the six RBIs. And Alcides Escobar was two for five. The Nationals as a whole were eight for 15 with runners in scoring position. And this is also the last start made by one Aaron Sanchez. And what I mean last start is the Nationals DFA'd him. Aaron Sanchez uh, is no longer with the Washington Nationals, the, the major league team, because uh, he got DFA'd. And I guess we're not going to take a very fond look back at Aaron Sanchez's time. But look, this thing just wasn't going very well for him. Seven games pitched, seven starts. He had a three and three record, which was pretty impressive somehow. But he had an 8-3-3 ERA, a 1.76 whip in 31 of the third innings worked. And look, last year in 21 as a reliever in 31, 35 innings, had a 3.06 ERA with a 1.33 whip. This year, that 1.76 whip was the highest of his career, that ERA was getting up there the highest. I know it wasn't the innings work that we've seen him work before. This guy just coming off injuries, though, and just not able to hold it down, did not look like the guy the Nationals maybe thought he could have been. And so because of that, they make the move, and they send him down at this point in time. And also, that clears up a spot. The Nationals now have to kind of figure out what the situation is going to be. Uh, Right now, um, uh, they still have him listed – in the rotation uh, right now. And so there's some speculation about who is going to be taking the next spot. We'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah. So for right now he is, he is gone. Uh, not a great era, but Hey, look, it was nice to have a, it was nice to have a day where the nationals didn't really need the offense. And also they got some good crowds this weekend, 20, uh, 20,000, 26,000, 25,000, the nationals, it's pretty decent. We know that this is, you know, it's been a bad season. So uh, the, the expectations and the attendance, has not been great. All right, we'll hit game number two um, out of this uh, weekend set in one second. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by our friends from Athletic Greens. Friends, if you guys want to start feeling better and feeling better immediately, Athletic Greens has got you covered. It promotes gut health. It promotes uh, focus. It promotes you know and sleep as well. All of those things can be helped out. Uh, when you guys try out Athletic Greens. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether, whether you're keto, you're paleo, you're vegan, you're dairy free, you're gluten free, all that stuff is covered. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Made easy, Athletic Greens will give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Once again, that is our friends at Athletic Greens. Uh, all right, folks. So as we move forward into the show, once again, 13-7, awesome day for the offense. Uh, really good, you know, at least the first part of the day 
was awesome for the offense. And that was good to see, uh, you know, the home run from Robles, a couple singles, uh, you know, a career day for him. And it's good to see somebody at the bottom of the order, especially a guy that there's just been so much, you know, talk about, uh, you know, for the, for the Nationals. Um, all right, the night game, a three to two loss in which uh, it was a really strong Joanna Doan start, a six hits, two runs, unearned, two walks, and three Ks on 89 pitches. Kyle Finnegan gets the loss, though, because he gives up a run that one of the reference starts or appearances we've seen for him in a little bit. Um, but, you know, they were facing against Charlie. I think it's one of the, it's Chad Cool Cull. I forgot how they pronounced that. Uh, he pitched really well in this game with the Rockies, six to the third, seven hits, two runs. Both earned one walk and seven Ks over 95 pitches. Kinley and Bard come in and finish the deal. The Nationals in this game, y'all, one for 16 with runners in scoring position. That's all you have to know. 0 for 3 for Bell. 0 for 1 for D. Strange Ward. 1 for 2 for uh, for um, Nelson Cruz. 0 for 2 for Soto. 0 for 1 for Hernandez. 0 for 2 for the other Hernandez. 0 for 3 for Ruiz. And 0 for 2 for Robles. This was a, a game the Nationals created that traffic that you wanted to see, just did not capitalize it at all. And this was a game... That one Soto batting average dipped below 230, which was pretty crazy to see. Actually, um, the video that we did a little bit while ago, the one about the one Soto trade packages, it's really been picking up steam. If y'all haven't checked that out, go and check that out now because a lot of people have been interacting on that. Give your all's thoughts on that as well. Um, I, I would I would just say this that you know, people are saying, Oh, he's having a down year right now. Do we really think you does anybody out there really want to bet on one Soto? having bad play continuing. Does anybody really want to be in that spot where they're trying to assume it's going to continue? Look, it's been a rough start to the year for that. We can all admit that. Do anybody, does anybody really out there though think this will persist? I sincerely, sincerely doubt that. Um, all right. So yeah, the three, two loss, but, but I will say you have to mention at this point, the nationals had guaranteed themselves this. They were not going to lose this series, and they have not been able to say that about their previous seven series. So the Nationals, while they were 17 and 31 at that point, while you know things were not looking good, they could finally say they weren't going to lose that series. They lost the Dodgers series before that, lost the Milwaukee series, it's two, Miami's three, Houston's four, Mets are five, Angels are six. Do, uh, the, the Rockies, excuse me, are seven. The last one they had was that series against the San Francisco. Giants, which they were able to get the win in. Um, all right, so that took us to the final game of the series on Sunday, May 29th. A six to five victory where Josiah Gray went five strong innings, five hits, three, uh, five innings, excuse me, three hits, one run, it was earned, four walks, three Ks, it was a homer. Now, what I have to say about this performance was that, look, I'm I'm glad they took him out when they did because it feels like sometimes they can leave in guys a bit too long. But he comes in there, he gets the win. He's five and four in the year, despite the fact he's got a five point zero eight ERA. Carl Edwards Jr. guys comes in relief was fantastic. He has been fantastic ever since that uh, that Mets game. He's been lights out. Machado and Finnegan were almost the ones who gave it up, and they had to bring in Tanner Rainey for an 18-pitch, five-out save in which I thought he was dynamite. Three of the five outs that he got were via the strikeout. So to see the Nationals, you know, were able to, to hold them off. Uh, and again, look, it looked like the Nationals might cruise the victory. The lead was six, or excuse me, it was uh, six to one. 
The first pitch of the game goes deep. Charlie Blackman puts it over the wall, and you're thinking, oh, no, here we go. After that, Josiah Gray settles in, does not surrender a run the rest of the way. The Nationals get a homer uh, from one Soto to make it 2-1 after the bottom of the first. Then Escobar, he scores on an error from second. Uh, Cesar Hernandez drives in a run. It's 4-1. Lane Thomas goes 419 feet to drive in two, but the Rockies get a couple back. Uh, they get uh, four back, not a couple. They get four back in the seventh and the eighth combined, and it made it 6-5, to five, but... We saw Tannerini come in, get the outs he had to get, get the Nationals a win, and that got the Nats to the vaunted 18-31 and 31 because it had us all really talking as we head into the Mets series. We'll get to that in one second. First of all, one more quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you all by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. If you guys want to bet on the French Open, the NHL playoffs, the PGA, oh, the PGA Championship, any PGA event, you want to bet on awesome PGA event this weekend at Colonial playoff uh, between Sam Burns and Scotty Scheffler. You can bet on stuff like that, live betting as well. Bet online and betonline.net today. When you guys go there, sign up. It's free to do. Once again, bet online. It is where the game starts. Uh, also, I have to go place my wagers on bet online here in a second for the Rafael Nadal. Novak Djokovic match coming up later on this afternoon. Uh, all right, so the Nationals head in to this game against the New York Mets at 18-31. and 31. And so everybody was talking, hey, they're getting close to 19-31. If they win this game today, you guys can book the World Series tickets. You can book the flights. You can, you can get in line for the tickets, whatever it is you have to do. Um, and so that created for a really interesting, you know, game, excuse me, last night. Um, this thing started off looking really good. Three runs from the, from the Nationals in the uh, in the top of the first. And then the Mets put up two, four, three, and three in the next four innings. By the time that we got to the end of the fourth in New York City, uh, our score was uh, twelve to three. So in this game, y'all, this game, let's see if they have the, they have the excuse me, oh, got one crazy there. Uh, the official time. Looking for the official time on this. So you can find the official notes. Um, this game took over four hours, man. I mean, this or three is over three, well over three hours. Uh, this was not a slow game of baseball, and. Um, because of that, you know, it was, it was it was difficult to watch. But it was nice to the Nationals get off to a fun offensive start. I will say the one team that really has given Eric Fetty a lot of problems has been the Washington – or has been the New York Mets, rather. Um, the Mets, you know, this season for, for Fetty, he has made two starts against them in six and a third innings. He has an 11.7 ERA against them. Let's see, last season – against the New York Mets, 24 and a third innings, 5.18 ERA against the Mets. Going back to 2020 now, actually pretty good, but it was just in five innings in the 2020 season. We'll go back to 2019 against the Mets. Really good, 3.86 ERA. Uh, So you're seeing more as of late. Eric Fetty has struggled with them, 8.10 in three and a third innings back in uh, 18 and then and then in 17, we'll see uh, how he did against the Mets. Uh, six innings, 7.5 ERA. So 
Eric Fetty has not done the best against the New York Mets. It is the team besides Arizona. They is the worst ERA against it's because the one game against Arizona, but um, you know, the two starts and really has struggled this year because I had mentioned this before, you know, you take out that start from last night, folks. And this was a guy that had pitched 27 and two thirds innings and ERA below two in the month of May. He was rocking. He was rolling. We were loving what we were seeing. And then last night, the New York Mets, who we just have to mention, y'all, first place in the division, they are red hot right now. They are playing just such good baseball. They really never, never very often do they, they lose a series. And they, you know, everybody's hitting for them right now. I mean, you're getting guys like Nick Plummer who are coming up big for them. And so while the Nats got the bats rolling and brought eight guys to the plate in the first inning, you know, Luis Guillorme, I mean, the start, the front of this lineup last night, guys, was unreal. They were eight for eight with a walk to start off up top. Luis Guillorme, two for four. Starlin Marte, three for four. Francisco Lindor was three for five. Pete Alonso goes one for four with a walk. Um, Mark Hanna at the bottom of the lineup was two for four. Nick Plummer was three for four with four RBIs on the night. I mean, the, the Nats... Uh, really had it taken to them, and, and it wasn't just wasn't just Fetty. I mean, Machado in relief, Voth in relief, Espino and Rogers uh, did okay. Espino three scoreless innings in a game. Everybody's getting hit in forty eight pitches. So they, they appreciated that. And, and look, the the Nats did a pretty good job of getting to David Peterson, who's been very good so far this season. But just generally speaking, it was not the Nats' night. Although it appeared like from the start, it might have been. Uh, pitching just get abs- gets absolutely absolutely hammered. So Eric Fetty, he's been good. He's still within the Nationals' best pitcher as of late. We have to say, um, but yeah, this was this was not the start. I think he was uh, not the start that he was he was looking for in this contest. All right, uh, what, what else is that? So eighteen thirty two. We we didn't get the nineteen thirty one. We didn't get the record that we wanted. We didn't get to do all the um, you know the the celebration. Hey. This team has the same record as that team. Also, this team has just far inferior talent compared um, to to that team. So here's what's left in this series. All right, Patrick Corbin against Trevor Williams tonight. The Nationals are short, or the Mets rather, are really short on pitching. Trevor Williams makes the start. The start against uh, Patrick Corbin. Right now, Evan Lee is the one on ESPN who is scheduled to make the start against the. Um, against the New York Mets on Wednesday. Now, um, you know, the 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 Nets, the Nets have brought him up. He is ready to go for Wednesday. It looks like the plan. These things can change. We know they change all the time. But it looks like Evan Lee is going to be the man. He will bypass AAA. He will come straight up from AA Harrisburg. The 24-year-old is set to make his big league debut. He is set to do it in New York City, set to do it at City Field against what has been a really, really good New York Mets lineup. So I think that we uh, we have to temper our expectations as we head towards his start, but it's always exciting to see guys come up and have a chance to make a big league start this year. He's 0-3, but he's got a 3.60 ERA and 30 innings pitch, 37 strikeouts with a 1.33 whip on the year. So Evan Lee, the 24-year-old, is set to make the start. We'll see how long of a leash he has. I doubt it's going to be a very long one, but last night after Eric Fetty takes a pummeling, they need to get somebody in there. They need some help uh, because, you know, they, they had to reach into the bullpen more than we thought they would. And also they got rid of Aaron Sanchez. So 
that is coming down the pike, but exciting stuff for Evan Lee and his family. Get to see that his family, as one Brian Kelly would say, coach of the uh, LSU Tigers. Lee will be facing off against Cookie Carlos Carrasco, who is five and one with a three point nine eight ERA on the season. So two more games between the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals. We will have a recap of those two games coming tomorrow afternoon because those two games will be played between now and tomorrow night, 7-10 tonight, 1-10 in the afternoon tomorrow for Nats and Nets. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. You guys can find us at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Josh Neighbors underscore. Let's also find the show here on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.